0: Hello and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. This week, we have a special episode featuring Arif Mohammed, who is the Vice President of Professional Services at Canaxis, and Michael Loeffler, who is the Vice President of Materials Management at Bell. The two come on with Assistant Editor McKenna Morales and discuss a recent supply chain project the two collaborated on, which earned Canaxis a spot in our top supply chain projects for 2021. So let's link into that conversation now. So congratulations, guys, on being named one of SCCE's top supply chain projects. Mike, if you would just like to kick it off a little bit and tell me a little bit about yourself and your company.
1: Well, sure. Thank you, McKenna. I guess, first of all, uh, thanks to Supply and Demand Chain Executive for this recognition. It's a real honor to be selected for this award. Um, so on behalf of Bell and Canaxis, we're very pleased to be here talking with you today. Um, so my name is Mike Leffler. I, I uh, oversee materials management here at Bell. Um, Bell is in the rotorcraft business. Uh, We have been um, kind of on the cutting edge of flight for uh, 85 years now. Best known for some of our products like the b 22 Osprey, uh, the Bell H1, uh, and many of our commercial platforms. So uh, we're an 85 year old company that is uh, kind of continuing this journey of innovation after after many, many years. Very cool.
0: And then RFK, Please
2: tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Sure. Um, and first of all, uh, it's a true honor to receive the award. And we thank SDCE for the recognition and also Bell for the opportunity to work on this amazing project. Uh, so myself, I am Arif Muhammad. I lead the professional services practice for Kinaxis. Kinaxis uh, is a leading supply chain cloud-based solution provider. We are based out of Ottawa, and we are proud to call customers like you know Bell and also several others. And we have been doing this for uh, in excess of 30 years. Very,
0: very cool. And then, Mike, can you just explain the project that you two worked on a little bit for us?
1: Yeah, sure. The, in kind of in general terms, the the project was aimed at improving our planning process and also making our business a little bit more agile uh, than we have been. Um, Bell is really three companies in combined in one. We have a military and commercial, uh, uh, military and commercial aircraft production, but we also have an aftermarket business, and all of that shares a common supply chain. And like many many companies in aerospace and defense like most companies in aerospace and defense our supply chain is very complex and has very long lead times so with a, a very long planning horizon if you make a bad decision in that planning process you have to live with it for a long time so what we needed to find was a solution that would allow us to put together a good plan to to, to put together that plan efficiently using good data and good assumptions and also to iterate through scenarios quickly so that we could make decisions uh, in response to changes in the market. And the Canaxis rapid response tool was kind of custom, custom built for that purpose, to run complicated scenarios, to churn through lots of data, and to really enable good decision-making to improve our planning process.
0: Very, very cool. RF. is there anything that you would like to add?
2: Yes. Uh, so. We work on many different projects, uh, McKenna. We work with lots of different customers uh, on their supply chain transformational projects. But there was something that stands out uh, about this project in a very unique way. Now, Mike already highlighted some of the complexities of the business and the associated long planning horizons. The The finished product, you know, what Bell manufactures, it is a aircraft which is, if you think about it, it is very sophisticated. It has a bill of material that is 30 levels deep with tens of thousands of parts sourced from a plethora of suppliers. So through, through this project, we created a digital twin of this very complex supply chain to allow bill planners to run scenarios, to make critical business decisions. For instance, what is the impact on capacity and supply when there is a change in aircraft demand? So I, I'm hoping you know this gives you an idea of the scale and complexity of this massive project that we worked on.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, how long did the project take place over time?
2: Yeah, do you want to take that mic, or uh, I, I I can take that. Uh, uh, we Go kicked ahead, this off in um, 2019, so I would say it was about six to seven months, start to mm-hmm. finish.
0: That is that relatively short. That seems like a short period of time.
2: Um, we do different kinds of projects, McKenna. You know, we recently launched something called a rapid start now there we are you know delivering projects in 12 weeks now it all depends on the scope that we are addressing so i will talk about some of the scope related to aero uh, you know aerospace and defense which is more complex so based on the scope i would say this was a very um, you know uh, i mean what we did here was very impressive in in um, you know I, I think it was 6 to 7 months and it was very impressive <laughs>
1: I guess oh, what well, I would I say, if I, Go ahead. I was just going to, I was just going to to add to that. Um, so we we continue our engagement with the Canaxis team. So this actually has been a, a multi phase project. The first phase was aimed, um, as Ar- Arif mentioned, uh, on improving our SIA process and really focused on scenario modeling. And the first phase was a lot of developing business requirements and doing data integration um, and, and really. Uh, facilitating that improved SIOP process. The phase that we're in now is focused on much more detailed capacity modeling, uh, inventory management, and uh, a lot more automation in terms of writing back scenarios to our ERP system. So mm, we, yes. we continue to be engaged uh, with the team, but that first phase was uh, less than a year, and we, we got a, we got a, f- a functioning uh, capability in place to, to help us out.
2: That's a great point, Mike. Uh, so, when you think about these uh, transformational supply chain projects, these are usually not a single phase. So, we usually craft a multi phase, you know, crawl, walk, run approach. And what we achieved in the first phase, as uh, Mike alluded to, it was improving the PSYOP process.
0: So, what was really the main goal of the project?
1: So I would say the first phase was ultimately about giving us the ability to put together a good operational plan and to have a robust process to develop that plan. So before we were running a twice a year biannual PSYOP cycle. So, you know, twice a year, we're in front of the executive team talking about changes in market conditions and environmental factors and presenting data to make decisions about how we should change the operational plan so for us that might mean changing the aircraft line schedule move rates making changes in the supply chain etc the goal was to get that to a monthly cycle and the the problem with getting to a monthly cycle is there's an immense amount of data analysis that typically is done has historically been done in spreadsheets um, data coming from disparate sources really complicated analysis of that data and trying to get that into a monthly cycle was just not feasible so our goal was to try to as rf mentioned put together a simulation environment where we could look at very complicated scenarios um, model this in our um, kind of multi-echelon supply chain and manufacturing system understand those impacts and present some recommendations to our leadership team and do that validation on a monthly basis that really was the objective
0: very cool. And then what were some of the results and what were they what you were expecting or hoping to be, especially in such a short time? I'm really curious to hear about that.
1: Yeah, like, like I mentioned, McKenna, the, the goal really was to try to get to a, a monthly cadence and during that monthly cadence to have a plan that that people trusted. I mean, it ultimately is about people trusting the plan and having trust in the process that you use to develop that plan. And you know, I think part of that is you know understanding the mechanics of how we come up with with the the, the recommendations, understanding the sources of the data, um, all all of that. And and so you know, again, we were able to implement a monthly PSYOP cadence shortly after um, this tool came online, and actually benefited from that additional kind of uh, capability during the COVID pandemic. So as you can expect, you know, when when we began to see the impacts of, of the pandemic, the business was in a position where we had to make decisions about how we wanted our to respond in our supply chain and in our manufacturing centers. And we were able to use this tool to run various scenarios and, and make multiple you know, line schedule changes in response to some of those challenges. So, so we timed, you know, it, we we're very fortunate to have had this, this project in work and to have this additional capability during a time of uncertainty like the pandemic.
2: Yeah, to add to that, um, you know, through this project, we achieved foundational capabilities. We got all the data. we were able to represent, you know, as I mentioned, the 30 level deep bill of material. We, we were able to cleanse a lot of data. so we laid the foundation for future phases as well. And also a big reason for the success of the project, in my opinion, was because of the strong governance that we had, which was mostly led by Bell Bell PMO, and also the proactive stakeholder engagement where we had regular steering committee meetings to remove blockers and to make uh, timely decisions. Uh, And one thing I want to highlight here is that the, the PMO, they managed not just the technology, but also the people and process aspect of the project. Because as Mike mentioned, it was not only about making sure we are generating the right results, but also ensuring that the users trust the result. So what we did was we over-indexed on user acceptance testing, change management, and end user testing, because we say it can access that it is, you know, supply chains at the end of the day it is they are about humans right they're about users they're about making sure people feel comfortable using the solution so we we paid a lot of attention to ensuring that people are comfortable using the solution
1: i think that's a great point rf you know we spent a lot of time obviously talking about the capability and the technology but i would say having been through a number of, of of projects um the focus on the human element here was was very, very strong in and the, mm-hmm. the adoption piece of this.
0: I love what you mentioned about trust too and gaining people's trust because a lot of a lot of people worry about how things are going to change when new technology or new just anything new gets implemented in their job. So what were some surprising things that came up during the project?
1: Yeah, sure. I I will say, um, McKenna, Bell has been on a a journey for the last 10 years modernizing its business systems. We've gone through large-scale ERP upgrades and implemented numerous uh, new tools. So, you know, admittedly, there are a lot of folks here at, at, uh, at Bell that have experienced some level of new system or new technology fatigue. And, you know, we've been, I'll say, courting the Canaxis team for I don't know six or seven years for a number of years, and and finally you know managed to make the case to to to, to bring this capability online and, and begin that relationship. But there was there there admittedly were some pretty vocal critics about are we are we really going to get what we expect out of this? Is it really worth going through this effort? What I was surprised about was you know once we begin to showcase the capability here, just the rate of adoption and and the fact that the the momentum that we gained when some of the external stakeholders began to see the value here. So initially, something that that was going to be about scenario modeling and the, and the SIOP process, suddenly people saw applications like, well, gosh, we could use this to help with long-term capacity planning or cap- capital planning or, or strategic workforce planning. Um, some of our industrial engineering folks out on the shop floor who have, you know, years and years of experience and have their own processes and tools and tricks of the trade suddenly say wow this is an opportunity for for us to take some of that institutional knowledge and kind of systematize it and so you know we we i think saw a a pretty pretty strong um willingness to adopt this technology because people saw how it could benefit them in their roles uh it was very evident to them and so i was frankly a little surprised about that i mean i was to to be honest a little bit skeptical about whether we'd be able to get everyone on board
0: Mm -hmm. And then, Araf, was there anything surprising
2: on your end? Yeah, so what I would say is that um, I was surprised by how well the users adopted the system. And to them, it was more about the ease of use. And the aha moment for them was how they were able to see the end-to-end supply chain in the system, which they they confessed they were never able to see the end-to-end constraints being represented uh, before. It was all manual. It was all not integrated. So when they saw that in the system all connected, it was, you know, wow, you know, give me more of this. So that is how we started building trust. They could see, you know, how a change in demand, they could easily see what impact it would have on the capacity on on the supply so they could see how it was all connected and that is how we started getting better user adoption
1: i think that's an important point rf because this wasn't just about more efficient a more efficient way to process information this was about bringing insights that we didn't previously have or at least it wasn't those insights weren't readily available to most people you had to be a like a jedi knight to go through 25 different systems and so to be able to bring all that together and and provide some insights that we didn't have before you really saw people get excited about it and as as they became involved in the process that also drives ownership so so they they have a vested interest in the success of the project they want it to be successful because it's going to make their job Um, easier and they're going to, it's going to make them more effective in their role.
0: It feels like it's been ages since I've been able to talk to people about something that happened without COVID getting in the way. So it's very nice to hear that this happened beforehand. But since the pandemic wasn't really a challenge, what other challenges do you guys face while implementing stuff?
2: No, actually, that is not true because COVID was bang in the center of the implementation of this project. So I I think uh, that's not true. (laughs) So you'll have to to wait for a different interview on that question, I guess. Uh, So here... Again, uh, the, the, we had to ad- adopt to you know the, the new reality, and one change we had to make, which again no surprises, we had to uh, work remotely, and we were about to enter the UAT phase of the project, and we quickly changed to working remotely, and um, you know how we switched to using uh, online tools to conduct you know sessions remotely. So again. Uh, That was uh, very remarkable how the project team transformed to working in a in a remote world.
1: Yeah, for for sure. We, as as Arif mentioned, we we were in the middle of all this as the project was ongoing. But from my perspective, you know, as kind of the 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 business, the champion in the business, I don't think we skipped a beat. I mean, the team did a fantastic job of of transitioning. and I don't know whether it's that this type of project naturally lends itself to remote work, but you know the level of collaboration didn't fall off, and you know I don't I don't think we lost anything as a consequence of the, of the, the yes. disruption there. Um, oh, that's, but in terms of well,
0: that's really good to hear. Though, uh, apologies, I think I must have misheard when you told the project timeline before. But were there any other challenges that you guys faced, or was the pandemic really the big one?
1: I would say that there's there, there are always challenges when you're when you're trying to, you know, adopt a, a system over a over a, of a complex business like ours. As much as we talk about, you know, wanting to take an out of the box solution and just kind of plug it into our business, it never never works that way. So, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. That there was early on really a lot of discovery as the teams work together to understand the complexities. I mean, we have manufacturing centers and you know distribution centers and service centers worldwide, you know we have a, you know a global supply chain. Um, you know and trying to figure out how to in- incorporate all of that we have various business systems that are stitching all this together and depositing data in a bunch of different places. So that's yeah. not obviously unique to us and that's not unique to this particular implementation. but I, was, I would certainly say it was it was challenging. There are some unique aspects of a blended military and commercial business, for example. There are some unique aspects of an aerospace and defense business that are, are, are challenging. Um, but I think, you know, the team, you know, I, we, we had a, a great engagement with the Canaxis team, both at the project level, all the way up to the Canaxis leadership, uh, leadership team. We had a, a fantastic engagement there and we're able to work through um, from my perspective, most, most or all of those challenges thus far. Yes.
2: And, uh, to add to what Mike just said, so I I wouldn't call them necessarily uh, challenges, but it was a very interesting project because, as Mike said, um, when you when you're working with a business that has both commercial and uh, military, so you have to, there are certain nuances with with respect to aerospace and defense specific contracts, especially around you know the grouping, pegging, and distribution or GPD in short. So, for instance. In certain defense contracts, you're required to manage inventory, the the pooling of that, netting and pegging, segregated by contract. So given our rich history and experience working with A&D customers, we were familiar with these um, modeling, and we were able to bring our expertise to bear at this project.
0: And it seems like this is a very, very successful collaboration but is there anything that you wish that you would have done differently during it
1: so i i think i mentioned we've been on this journey trying to get this kind of capability for a while and Mm -hmm. you know i would say that had we um had we started this process earlier instead of instead of uh you know uh waiting as long as we have to bring this capability online we would probably be further down the maturity path with our PSYOP process and many of our other business processes than than we are. Um, so again, I, I think we, we kind of intuitively knew this would be a good thing to do. Um, it certainly has brought the capability we expected. And uh, just, I, I personally, um, just wish we had started it earlier. I guess that's that's about all I can say about that.
0: Well, it's so nice getting being able to talk to both of you. But I do only have one last question for you. I know that you guys are just like crazy, crazy busy. So, what does it mean to you to be selected as a winner for your project?
1: Well, so from my perspective, uh, again, it's always it's always great to be to be recognized. Um, for, for these types of improvement projects it provides a, I guess a level of validation that um, this is the the, the the right thing for us to go do I would say that that initiatives focused on driving uh, resilience and agility into the business um, obviously those are words you hear a lot about in in, in businesses and so um, you know this is a this is a journey that we're on I think we're we're not it's not a complete journey we're, we're in kind of through the first phase and into the second phase of this, um, but it provides a level of validation for us and, and just kind of reinforces, I think, that we're on the on the right track. And uh, I, like you said, I think it reflects a, a solid partnership between the Bell team and the Kanaxis team. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that we received this recognition.
2: Yes, and to add to that, uh, uh, when I look at the list of past winners, uh, it's such a honor to join the club. So, uh, I and it's also such a validation of the hard work that was done by the project team on both sides. So, when they learned about this recognition, they were also thrilled. So, we are so thankful to SDC again and to Bell for. The, the award, the recognition, and uh, we we hope to come back to win more of these because as Mike said, we have a phase two and there should be a phase three. Uh, so this, I, I believe we are just getting started with this.
0: Oh, well, that is so good to hear. Well, congratulations guys. Again, it was great being able to talk with you.
1: Thank All right, you. McKenna, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, bye now.